Breathtaking photorealism does the lion's share of the heavy lifting in the Lion King remake. Fifteen years ago, audiences were blown away by the animated version of the Lion King. Accordingly, most of us will be familiar with the story of Simba, a lion cub who was next in line to be the King of Pride Rock. Until that is, his villainous uncle Scar kills Simba's father, Mufasa, and convinces him that not only is he to blame, but a self-imposed exile is his one option. A scared and guilt-ridden young Simba flees his home, leaving behind his mother, Sarabi, his childhood friend, Nala, and the rest of the Pride, who all believe that he and his father died in the stampede. Happily, Scar steps up to assume the throne, while Simba journeys afar and forges a new life and notable friendships with a meerkat and a warthog, the ever-funny Timon and Pumbaa. Of Disney's catalogue of live-action remakes, this must surely rank as one of, if not the, most challenging to produce convincingly. It's all done through photorealistic computer animation, of course. Even so, could they really take an entire animal kingdom and make those creatures believable as characters who look and sound every bit as real as a human? It is the magic studio after all, right? Disney have thrown everything into this film, so where do we start? Perhaps at the beginning with the almost shot-for-shot remake of the Circle of Life introduction. The Lion King's visual effects are mind-bogglingly breathtaking. Every aspect from the leathery skin of the elements to the glorious manes of the main characters are so true to life that you'll want to reach out and touch them. Then, though, some of them will start talking, and the inability to perfectly line up their speech with their mouths at times will jolt you back to reality. The voices coming from our furry friends are almost all recognisable. This is a huge cast that would have cost an absolute bomb. James L. Jones reprises his role voicing Mufasa, and he's joined by the likes of Beyonce, Seth Rogen, Donald Glover, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Keegan-Michael Key, and the list goes on. Setting aside the fact that such known voices occasionally distract you from the characters as you're thinking of the actors, The Lion King really is perfectly cast. However, I will always have a soft spot for Rowan Atkinson's Zazu, who's been replaced by John Oliver. The tremendous voice talents of the cast go a long way to providing the emotion that can no longer be visually portrayed when you abandon animation for photorealism. Whether they're capable of conveying the full depth of that emotion, though, is another matter. It would be odd to see the animals in this version of The Lion King very obviously laugh or cry, but the fact that they can't does hinder the film. The Lion King is a film that will be hurt more than most others by the heavy expectations that have built up in the wait for its release, and by the nostalgia that even today's 20-somethings will have for the film. Try as best you can not to compare it to the 1994 animated original, because it will only highlight the theatrics and imagination that are lacking in the musical numbers. But for the fact that the animals speak and sing, the live action The Lion King is firmly grounded in reality. The animals look so true to life that having them perform flips and dance wildly would have pulled you out of the very believable animal world that director Jean Favreau, who also directed The Jungle Book, and the enormous cast and crew poured so much effort into creating. If you absolutely insist on drawing comparisons, then the 2019 version pulls ahead where humour is concerned, delivering laugh-out-loud moments that are more than ample. The music is as beautiful as ever, stirring all the right emotions. In fact, it's probably one element that's helped by the nostalgia the songs have accumulated over the years. But it's no longer the centrepiece that it once was. And is it just me, or does Beyonce's track, The Lion King, The Gift, share a beat and backing that is very similar to John Farnham's You're the Voice? Nitpicking aside, this is a majestical film that for the most part overcomes its hurdles and is worth seeing for anyone over five. It's half an hour longer than most kids' films and two real, dark and scary in parts for very little kids. One of whom was sitting near me, obviously a bit bored, and said, Remember how good Toy Story 4 was? For everybody else, the jaw-dropping CGI alone is worth a trip to your nearest cinema. 
If it's been long enough since you saw the original and you can check your expectations at the door, then you'll certainly enjoy this timeless musical trip down memory lane. See it if you want to marvel at the phenomenal photorealism or you're a part of the Bayhive. Skip it if you can't handle nature documentaries or you only like the original because young Simba was voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It gets four stars out of five. Jump on over to the See It or Skip It Instagram page to let us know what you thought about this review and the film.